T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. That made no sound. Well, that makes a sound. There it is. Three beers opened at once, guys. And we, you know what that means? That means we're doing a Let's Experiment. We got a lot to do here. We promised a Let's Experiment. Um, we said what we were going to do. So if you were listening closely, and you better have been, you jerks, you know exactly what we're to, what we're going to be doing today. We are going to be Let's Experimenting with Imperial Stouts of different radiuses of sales. Does that make sense? Different distribution radiuses? There you go. There you go. I like that. That sounds like you know what you're talking about. Um, we have a... Narwhal Imperial Stout from Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. We have a Fremont Dark Star Imperial Stout, and we have an Ex Novo Tuxedo Penguin? Penguin Tuxedo? Penguin Tuxedo. Imperial Stout. Now, the whole idea of this Let's Experiment is to try... Get drunk. (laughs) Well, yeah, that that too. Is to try Imperial Stouts that are sent different radiuses around the country. So, for the Narwhal, that is a nationwide beer. Probably worldwide, Craig. Maybe worldwide. So that beer is an imperial stout, which normally you will see as a small batch beer that is being made and sent mass produced. See. The Fremont, I'm assuming, is a regionally sent beer. So obviously you'll see it in Washington, you'll see it in Oregon, maybe a couple other states on the West Coast. Uh, It's not probably getting across the country. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it is a a kind of a middle-range distribution imperial stout. And then the Ex Novo is a local small batch scent imperial stout and i wanted to kind of see how the differences uh or how different the flavors are because i'm assuming they make them a little bit differently for shelf life and how long they're going to be sent how far they're going to be sent yeah you would think if the quality is going to change among the three of them and also just how the taste profile changes because i think when you're doing especially like mass produced Mm -hmm. imperial stouts you're probably keeping it pretty simple right it's just Multi stout, maybe a chocolate forward, or maybe a little bit of vanilla forward in some way, shape, or form. But you're not kind of going crazy with flavors. And then in the small batch stuff, you can kind of do whatever you want, right? So very curious. Uh, yeah, I'm into this as well. The I think you're scared. No, I'm not scared at all. I was I was thinking, and I didn't expect you to stop. Um, I you would never know we've been working <laughs> together for five years. Um, the what's interesting to me about a lot of this is like, let's take Narwhal, for example. It doesn't say which brewery this was brewed at. Mm. I mean, I imagine it was brewed in Chico, and that's why we have it on the West on the West Coast. But whether it's brewed in California or North Carolina, 
I mean, that's got to be a different factor, right? Probably, yeah. You would think. And then Fremont, you've got Fremont brewed on their giant system. Um, if they're going to, they package Dark Star and they make enough of it to put in barrels every year. So that's on their large, large system. Obviously not as large as Sierra Nevada, but their system is quite a lot larger than Ex Novo, who's working on their small system uh, in North Portland. So it's, I even, I even look at that, not just even distribution, but the size of the actual brew system that you're brewing on can can factor in a lot different too. I think the thing that's going to be most interesting to me about this just as a beer drinker is I have no idea if these <clears throat> are going to be wildly different or not and that's why it's an experiment. Maybe they'll all taste somewhat similar because they're packaged imperial stouts. Well, and I guess that's the question like are we tasting them against each other or are we tasting them to discuss whether or not large system, small system is better. Because if we're just trying these against each other, I don't know if that gets us no, what we're it, trying to do. No, no, no. I think it's more of, I, I want to see, it, it, yeah, it's more just seeing how they taste with each other, uh, you know, especially I'm very curious about the Sierra Nevada um, because it's such a large produced beer. Mm-hmm. If it has massive differences in quality or flavor or anything like that from the other two. So that's the episode that's coming up. We got good, them all poured in front of us. The good news is these are all really fresh. Yeah. Penguin Tuxedo is November 9th. This Dark Star is November 2nd. And the Narwhal, I think, is the oldest at October 8th, which I'm fine with. Yeah. The well, Imperial, I mean, it's a stout. Yeah. Too, the Imperial so. Stout's going to be totally fine. 10.2 on the Sierra Nevada. What do we got here on the Fremont? Eight percent on the Dark Star, and that was eight point five. And eight percent right? on the Penguin Tuxedo. There you go. Uh, Narwhal coming in hot. You can find us most places. You can find podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio dot com, Omni Stitcher, Ten Eighty The Fan dot com. Our social media pages: I'm at Mike Lynch twenty seven on Twitter. Patrick's at PDD zero eight five on Instagram. Our Instagram page is Instagram dot com slash Beers on Us and. And we now have, thanks to 1P Harris, a Twitter and a Facebook for the show. Yeah. The Twitter is Beers on Us Pod. Correct. Uh, So if you want to follow us there, we'll both be contributing to that. Um, And then Facebook, we're figuring out if we can both contribute to it. I think we can, but Patrick couldn't figure it out quite yet. I honestly didn't think to look because I was just like, oh, it's tied to my page, but I'll I'll take a dive into it. um, And then that's just... You can just search for the podcast. Yeah, just on search Facebook. beers on us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. That that should get you. I okay. think it's it's sh- it's telling me it's at beers on us. Okay. On wait, I think it's like, at beers on us podcast. Like so, it'd be like facebook.com slash yes beers on us podcast. Okay. I believe is what it is. Okay. Um, so if you have not followed us there or you use that more than Instagram, then we are there now, and uh, so we'll be posting <clears throat> stuff there as well. And we had a listener reach out, an old friend of mine, Zach. Shout out to Zach. Uh, Longtime listener of this podcast kind of asked a question, and I thought it was a valid question. He asked, uh, are they all tied together? Otherwise, I don't need to follow all three if I'm just if I'm just getting repeats of the stuff. And at first I was like, oh man, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to do. And now I've kind of stepped back and I would I would like to use Instagram as home base. Mm-hmm. So it's like you'll you will will Post the picture of, you know, the episode alerts, and that will be tied to Twitter and Facebook, and whatever we do on Instagram will most likely be tied to Twitter and Facebook. But but the others will not be tied to the others. Correct. I would like to use Facebook as a little more media, and I would like to use Twitter as a little more Mm discussion-based, kind of what those formats are built for. If you saw Monday, I posted a video, kind of just a little rant, 
something I was thinking in my head and kind of sharing some beers and a preview of next week's podcast. I would like to do that consistently yeah. for Facebook, things like that. And then Twitter, I posted a... Uh, and you guys keep telling me that Jubilee tastes great, and I had one, and I thought it was fine, and then I had to follow all along, and I thought it was better. There you so go. So that's that's kind of my at least initial ideas, and I'm excited to bring Mike on board with it, so you can kind of give your input because you are much more of a Twitter user than I am. That is my main social media. Yes. So I so I'm excited to see how that brand grows. Um, so yeah. So go follow us on our other social media pages if you use those various social media platforms. And remember, we'll also be making a YouTube page here in uh, the very short term where we'll be doing a little like kind of like the Facebook videos, but mm-hmm. just more like extra content for the episodes. Mm -hmm. Yep. So like after we record an episode, we'll do a video for like five minutes and just do something different. Sure. Um, So that's just us growing growing a little bit. So if you want to follow, feel free. Spread Um, your wings and fly. Fly like an eagle. Let the spirit carry me. Um, Okay. My week in beer, I don't really remember very well. Uh, I had like- Sounds like a good one. It was. I had like five days off in a row. Uh, I partaked in, partook? Partook, partaken, parcheesied in a lot of edibles. Nice. So um, my memory is a little foggy. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> I do remember having the Rubens Hop Tropics that you had last week. I very yeah. much enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found another cold fire that I didn't jive with super well. I kind of expected it, but it was the last one I hadn't tried that I had seen on the shelves, and it was the Imperial Stout with coffee. I just don't love coffee in my Imperial Stouts. Yep. I've talked about that. I wanted to give it a shot because I liked almost all of their beers. Uh, it just didn't stick right with me. So that's that's not on them. It's just I don't like that type of beer very much. Otherwise, I didn't have anything overly spectacular that I remember. Um, you know, I had these. I've had the Narwhal and the and the Dark Star. I just bought them for myself, which is myself, which gave me the idea for this episode. Um, I just saw them packaged, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a winter time. Sure, beer. why not? Let's do it." Uh, and I have Jubilee in the fridge right now. Despite your stupid tweet, <laughs> I haven't had I haven't had follow. I was yet. actually quite impressed with how good follow la la was. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's not stupid. I'm not saying I didn't like Jubilee. I'm just saying kinda I liked. Kind of sounds Fala-la-la. like you're saying you didn't like. I, it was fine. I kind of liked follow la la better. It was fine. <laughs> uh, my week in beer. Let's see. Uh, went back to the old well. And uh, I've been drinking a lot of Wanderlust cans lately, mm-hmm. just because that beer is so darn delicious. <laughs> now that you don't work there anymore, can you enjoy it more? Because you have it less frequently, you so know, it's like, <sighs> You know, I had this conversation with my girlfriend the other day. I was like, this is really rad. She was like, what? I was like, I just drink this beer because it's good. She's like, I'm confused. And I just said, well, I don't have to like, I'm not like critiquing it. I don't like, I'm not like looking at batch numbers and being like, oh, you know, this last can was better than this. No, I'm just like drinking it because I like it. That's awesome. And then she go, you're weird. <laughs> no, she went, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, you found a winner then. Yeah. So, so I've just been, so I've been drinking some Wanderlust because I love that beer and that's been tasting great. I had an Agostini Pilsner. I've had three of them in the last four or five days. I was at a buddy's watching some Champions League and- and he had some Agostini in the fridge, and so we killed the four-pack during the game. And that was, I just, I absolutely love that beer. That beer is one of my all-time favorite beers. Um, what else did I drink? I drank a Dab Lab juice joint from Block 15. Um, More hazy flavor than I'm used to from Block 15, but that was to be expected from that beer. Um, I did enjoy it, not as much as I enjoy normal Block 15 beers. 
Um, but I still thought that one was solid. I had a relapse from Wayfinder, which I thought was really good that I hadn't had in a while. And what else? Is that their it. cold IPA? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, that's their cold fermented IPA. I think that's it. I have some Bear Lake in the fridge drink that I need to get to. The Yippie Kai PA. Oh, yeah. And uh, Oh, I did have that this weekend. Yeah. It was good. It was of good? Course. Okay. Yeah. So I've got one of those I need to get to, and I have a new batch of Post Everything, which I... To, to our Berelick friends out there, I have a lot of people coming to me and being like, you know, that Berelick stuff is tasting really good these days. And I just kind of sit there and go, hey, man, I've been telling you this for like three, four years now. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be late to the party, but you're welcome. <laughs> and so kudos to you guys. The the brand is growing and getting bigger. And we like we here at Beers on Us like to take all the credit for that. So thank you. I, uh, I very much enjoyed when I saw the picture that you <clears throat> took of their new big space. Yeah. Uh, and behind the bar, they've got cans of all the beer. Mm-hmm. Our beer was up and there. And I was like, what's up? I know that oh, beer. I know that one. Hey. Hey. Rick comes out and he's like, yeah, cool, dude. I know all of them. <laughs> Shut up, Rick. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. Um, all right. Let's get into the episode. Did I get everything in? I think I got everything in. I think so. I think we're good. Let me put the beers in front of me here. So do you want to sip them? Like, instead of doing one at a time, we're going to do like sip, 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 one, That's two, three. I think, yeah. Kind of compare each one. There's a lot of beer here. <laughs> we didn't even finish pouring any of them. Like, we poured quarter glasses for yeah, ourselves. because, well, I mean, like, I don't know. You got to work, and I got to drive. It's and... 10%. Well, 8 and 10%. 8, 8, 10. How, do you have to add those together? Are we about to be 26% alcohol? <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if ABV worked that way? <laughs> That's not how it works. You're telling me if I have two 10s, I didn't just have 20? I had six 10% beers. I'm 60% drunk. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that's more my water, my blood has been replaced with alcohol 60% of the way. That's what it is, right? All right. So number one is the Narwhal. It is the wide, most widely distributed Imperial Stout that we can find probably in this area. It, it might be. Hmm. This would be an interesting thing to look up. And I won't do it because I could potentially derail this entire conversation. But Narwhal could be the largest distributed Imperial Stout in the world. It could be. I'm trying to think like Imperial Stouts. Maybe uh, Sam- Guinnesses, Samuel I'm- Smith's. Sam Smith's. Okay, maybe Sam Smith's. Because they do an Imperial and a and a Taddy, uh, Tawny, Tawny Porter. Is that how it is? Taddy Porter? I forget what that is. But it's they do that, and they do the Imperial Stout, and they do an Oatmeal Stout. And those, I mean, Samuel Smith's is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that might be number okay, one. Okay, so Sam Smith might be number one, but this Narwhal might be number two. It might be. And that's pretty wild to think about. Yeah. Okay. I'll read off the back of the bottle for you. Inspired by the mysterious creature that dwells in the Okay. I know you guys I know you guys want to be creative and stuff, but like I just want to know what the beer is. Skip forward. Narwhal Imperial Stout's midnight black and bull with notes of baker's cocoa and dark roasted coffee. This massive Imperial Stout is incredibly complex and explores the darkest depths of malt flavor. Boy, I just took a sip of it. That beer is dry. It is for an Imperial Stout especially. It is dry. Yeah. It's almost almost too dry. I know. For you? I know. I didn't think that was Your possible. Your favorite in the stout, stout is dry stout. Yeah, I know. The dry Irish. Or as, you... as our buddy Chris Martin calls it, the dry rish. Great name for it. Why do you not like it this dry? Uh it it tastes a little like chalky to me. Mm. And almost it's almost like the dryness of the stout and yo, yeah, that that cocoa kind of it's like notes powdery. that I'm getting. It's like just <sighs> I need water. I can see that. It is very, very, like, rich, but mm-hmm. not in the normal rich way where it's, like, sweet. It's just really, like, patting down your palate. Yeah. 
I wonder, again, to, to bring it full circle to the conversation, do you think that's a strategy to make it last longer, to make it travel better? Is something something about the dryness of it allowing it to sit on shelves longer, et cetera? Now, I know Imperial Stouts are meant to sit, Yeah, but <clears throat> is there a strategy behind that? You well, think? Here's, the, here's the question, and I don't know if I, I don't think I know the answer to this, so I'll, it's either rhetorical or we'll take a stab at it. Open-ended question. Do, yeah. do beers that are naturally dry God, I really hate that we use the term dry because you can't use the opposite because all beers are wet all beers are wet but for the sake of conversation we're going to use the term wet as the opposite of dry okay do beers that are traditionally dry do they become more wet as <laughs> as the age goes by do they become less dry as the age goes by I quickly have bailed on the term wet mm, I think you should keep going with it. <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying like as the beers people age, like wet as the beers age and sit on the shelves similar to like hops in an IPA does that dryness start to become a little more wet I don't know um do you lose some of the dryness and is the dryness coming purely from the malts because then that's a question that a brewer might be able to answer in terms sure. of how malts last in the beer for long periods of time. Yeah. Or is it coming from a process in the in the actual brewing process? In their giant copper kettles. Mm-hmm. The brewery in North Carolina is gorgeous. I was really jealous when you got to go there. Yeah. It looked really cool. Yeah, it was absolutely gorgeous. You also went before COVID, so like you could go and like be near people and like <laughs> to be fair, I went like two years ago. Well it Almost three years ago. Yeah, look, BC might be before Christ for some people, but now it means before COVID. <laughs> so right. you went, you went there, BC. I did go there, BC. Twenty nineteen, BC. Twenty nineteen, twenty no, twenty eighteen, BC. Twenty. I think it went in twenty seventeen. All right. I don't know how long I've been with. I, I can't figure. it <laughs> Okay. Out. Uh, second beer we have in front of us is the Dark Star from Fremont. Um, Dark Star is inspired. By, oh my God! With the move on things. Dark Star is a dark, mysterious... Did they both say mysterious? Here's the recipe for the greatest carne asada tacos you will ever make in your life. First, it all started when I was a child in a small farm in Connecticut. <laughs> you and me, and me and my dog, Bailey, would run around the gardens for days, dreaming of what we could be in our future. And I, damn it, Karen, just get to the friggin' point. Uh, no, mysterious is not on both cans. Uh, Dark Star is a dark, mysterious, yet silky oatmeal stout of grand proportions balanced by a firm hop handshake. Go ahead. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. All right, Fremont. Jeez. Because beer matters. Um, I rarely, rarely, I, I actually don't know if I've ever had <clears throat> non-barrel-aged Dark Star. Okay. I have a 2016, 17, and 18 Dark Star Spice Wars. Which is your favorite. In my cellar, which is my favorite, and I learned that they are no longer doing that ever again. Ever again? Yep. So Why? those. So that's what I have left. Those were good. I had the 18 they're when we still, did the podcast. It was still, so good. They're still making Dark Star, and they're going to do like Coconut Bee Bomb, and mm -hmm. probably the, I think they're, what the guy, it was at Ben's Bottle Shop, and the guy was telling me all about this. Either way, no no Spice Wars, so that's I'm That's sad. disappointing. Um, but, you know, maybe I'll just start drinking this beer. Well, take a sip. It uh, smells like peanut butter. It does not taste like peanut butter. It smells like it, though. Interesting. I'm into it. Um, like it, milky peanut butter. I will say this. This is also dry. <clears throat> yeah? I mean, it's an oatmeal stout, so you'll get a little bit more of that sure. generally. But it's it's not as dry as the narwhal is, but it is dry. Um, it's a little bit dry at the end, but to me it has a little bit more of like a, it has a, little bit more of like a sweet stout flavor to, to me in the middle of the sip. 
What are you taking a picture of? I'm not taking a picture. It says, visit FremontBrewing.com for the current Dark Star ingredient list. Ooh. Color me intrigued. So I'm going to go to that. I'll just wait. No, don't do that. <laughs> That's bad radio. Um, but again, so this is a little bit dry. Did you know there's only one E in Fremont? Yes. See, I didn't. <laughs> You've been there. Well, I've never I mean, even been well, I mean, there. I know that now, but. You've also been to the neighborhood before. Yeah. And like the bridge. But the bridge here is with two E's. The Fremont bridge here is with two E's? I think so. No, it's not. Really? I'm almost, po- I mean, maybe I'm the idiot for being super certain that it's a one E, but I'm pretty sure it's one E. I don't, I don't think it's Fremont. Oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> Did you just look up the bridge? No, I'm, st- I spelled brewing wrong. <laughs> Wazoo education, everybody. Good cooks. <laughs> uh, I do wonder, though, so because this one's dry now, again, it's an oatmeal. Stout. But, again, is that something that makes it last longer when you distribute it further away from home? Uh, I don't think so, because... <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. Everything I... He's allergic to bad spelling. I, I, I am allergic. Um, every Okay, so this might be apples, oranges a little bit. But... I went to, so a few years ago during uh, Portland Craft Beer Week or month, whatever it is, I don't remember, before the dark times, BC, BC. and uh, I went to a hazy IPA seminar. I think I've talked about this over the years on this podcast, and they were talking about who uses uh, oats, who uses oats and who doesn't use oats, and I remember... Conrad was at culmination at the time, and Ben agreed with this, Ben Edmonds agreed with this, and Whitney Burnside agreed with this as well, that none of them used oats because they felt that the oats dramatically decreased the shelf life of hazy IPAs. Okay. So I don't know if that transfers into stouts, but it makes me think there's something about the oats that do not give it longevity. Interesting. So oatmeal stouts might, by default, have a shorter shelf life. Sure. Maybe. Okay. Did you take a sip of this beer yet? No, I haven't. I'm an idiot. You can also take a sip while you're searching and then talk about it. <clears throat> I did all that work, and it it it, it it's not important. <laughs> like, you can't even find the ingredients? Well, no, they, they're here, but it's like two-row pale, roast barley, C60, you know, care for two, chocolate malts with flaked oats and magnum and Willamette hops. Okay. Well, thank you. You did all the work. At I, least read it. Okay. You put it down with like, I'm done. I was like, well, because I was like, we what? just stalled for two minutes. I was like, what idiot? Like, I'm such an idiot. Like, they're like, oh, for the Dark Star ingredient list. I'm like, oh, what'd they put in it this year? <laughs> the no, same it, thing they probably put yeah, in every year. No, it's it's just our recipe. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Well, take a sip. I made myself sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, they made you sad. Don't worry about it. Um, so you said it smells like peanut butter. You'll see that you'll, you'll feel the dryness. You'll feel it. Um, but there's a... There's a bit more flavor going on in this one than the narwhal. I massively agree with that. Yeah. I'm not into that narwhal. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I'm into this. It's good. It's, it's got this like a- uh, It's kind of chocolatey in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It does finish dry. I just, I'm blown away by the nose because I get this like peanut butter milk stout nose to it. Like this creamy- But I think the creaminess is only just in like the mouthfeel. Yeah. I don't think there's any peanut butter or anything in there. Uh-oh. So- could just yeah. be the trick of your mind. That's right. red. Now let's move over to the uh, Penguin Tuxedo from Ex Novo. This smells different. <laughs> I can't get a smell. I think it Is might it be these stupid glasses. I think it's these stupid glasses. We have normal beer glasses we drink, but because we have six glasses in front of us, we had to go get water cups from the from the kitchen. 
which may questionably cleaned. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if we catch COVID here, it's someone else's fault. These glasses suck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's get McGinley on the phone here. <laughs> the hell, dude. He's, a, he's the guy who does all the dishes around here. What's going on, man? <laughs> um, all right. Again, I'm getting some dryness in this one, though, which is interesting. When I think of Imperial Stouts, I often think about, like, really sweet, like, rich flavors. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is just <clears throat> luck of the draw, but all three of these have good dryness to them. Yeah. Um, this one is the least dry. It, I agree. I also think it's the least body. Yeah. I would and agree with that as well. I think it's the least flavor too. Um, you know what? I think you're right. Yeah, I think I this just, is. I don't get a whole lot out of it. There's a there's um the body is incredibly light compared to these two, especially maybe because we're comparing them to these two, which have really thick bodies. It's a little bit more noticeable, but um, it kind of has like a. It's just a thin body. I think it's easier to drink. It is. And I there don't is... think it's I don't think it's a bad beer. No. I think you, you but you put that next to the narwhal and you're kind of like, "Whoa. These are the same type of beer?" Yeah. And it's like, "Hmm, not really." Um there is It's just simple, I guess is a good way to put it. I don't know what what they describe on the can if they have any descriptions. Ex Novo doesn't normally <clears throat> put a ton on this. Just cans. robust American stout full-bodied with notes of dark roasted coffee. And you looked on the website and it called it an imperial stout. I did. Cuz we were I was texting with you yesterday. Uh, this was an imperial stout, yes. Um, full body, I don't. At least compared to these two, I don't really see full body. You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of like medium body, light body. Yeah, I don't get a lot of the coffee flavor in it, which for me is good. I get again a little bit of kind of like a chocolatiness in the middle. Mm -hmm. That's the flavor that pops, mm -hmm. and then it kind of it kind of just fizzles out at the end. Uh, I'm into the dark star. Yeah, I think out of these three, that's my favorite. Although I like the narwhal as opposed to you. Um. um <clears throat> I think, it's interesting. Hmm. So to, to again, bring us, to bring us, go ahead. Yeah, another question about the way it was produced: Do the beers that get sent further and sit on shelves longer need to have fuller bodies? Would this, would this, in a couple of months, fade because it's a thinner body? I wonder. I think these are all open questions. Yeah, if any yeah. of you guys are brewers listening and we sound like absolute morons, you can reach out to us at any of our social media yeah, that, pages. That's why we call it. Let, that's why we call it. Let's experiment. Yes, it's basically just gives us a free pass for being idiots. Yep. Um, when we do styles, we actually have to like do research and and have and facts bring and guests in. Like yeah, 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 you know, this is just us. Like this sounds interesting. Let's try it. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I think the bigger body is going to give it the longer shelf life. Okay. Um. I like this mid-range <clears throat> Fremont, and I think to to bring us back into a little bit of like this production sort of conversation, <clears throat> they make an S-ton of this narwhal, okay? They make a lot of this Fremont. This might be the only time Ex Novo's done this. Yep. I think I'm enjoying it in the middle because Fremont has done it enough that the recipe should be fairly fine-tuned but not at such a large scale that it has to be maybe subs like things substituted to yeah. to contain its you know maybe longevity some cor corners cut or something yeah as opposed to the small batch pilot experimental that maybe needs three or four more batches to go I don't I'm not, I'm not saying that ex novo that this needs that I think this beer is totally fine the way it is but maybe that's kind of that sweet spot maybe 
is that mass-produced, but not too mass-produced, but made enough times that you back it. Another one that would have been a good good try for this, although I'm not sure if it counts as an Imperial Stout, is Deschutes Obsidian Stout. That is... Yeah, I don't know if that's an Imperial or not. That is produced a ton. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, especially regionally, but I've seen that across the country. Well, they're they're like they're like Sierra Nevada now. Are they? They, they brew in uh, Bend, and they brew... Well, I mean, technically they brew in Portland, too. Uh, but they also brew in Virginia. Okay. I want to say Virginia or North like Carolina. East, East Coast yeah, they did kind of the same thing as as Sierra Nevada. Oscar Blues does the same thing as mm-hmm. well. I just, I wonder, <clears throat> that would be another one that I didn't even think of at the time of like, oh, that could be a good one to try with these beers because, although I haven't seen it on the shelf in a hot minute, so maybe it's just not as easy to find right now. Um, because I also remember that beer having some dryness to it as well, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. All right. All right. Did we answer any questions? I don't think so. I think we know we like Fremont Brewing. I think we, we did, did. We did answer that there is only one E in Fremont, no matter what you do. Yes. I also think we did answer one question, is that there are massive differences between these three beers, and it might be because they're, they're of their distribution. You know? You think of an Imperial Stout that has no, like, over-the-top added flavors You'll probably get a similar beer with different, slightly different experiences, but these these have some differences in it that I think can be attributed to that distribution. I think okay. that's the answer I'm coming to. Okay, I'm into that. I'm, I support that. If I'm an idiot for that, then tell me, and I will learn. But that's let's experiment imperial stouts. I think that's I think one thing that is really cool about Dark Star. On a side note, not related to this, is how many other barrel aged beers do you get to have the base beer? Oh, very few. Right, yeah, like that's pretty rad that you can have. They 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 take this beer. They're like, hey, here's our imperial oatmeal stout that we put in cans. You want to try it barrel aged? Like that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like nobody does that. I mean, I think Sierra Nevada probably barrel ages some narwhal. I think they do. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't think a lot of people do that. That's I mean, like to shoot cool. barrel ages their black butte. You know, they got the Black Butte yeah. 20, 30, whatever series. I'm like, I don't think a lot of people do that. And Mike's like, well, this brewery and this brewery. Oh yeah, don't forget this one. I'm like, oh. I'm an idiot. Well, those are the first. I was literally just one. I just mentioned one. I know, but I think there's a lot more than I initially anticipated. I guess. I was like, it's just Fremont. Ah, Sierra Nevada probably does it. And you were like, and shoots. It's like, oh, man, it's probably a lot more than I thought. Probably. It's probably a lot. Because more. they probably made a stout and they were like, let's barrel age this. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's Let's Experiment, Imperial Stout. Uh, I am forcing Patrick to drink a beer I've been wanting him to try for months. I'm actually quite excited about this. And uh, it's in the freezer right now because I got it at John's Marketplace, so it was sitting on a shelf, not in a fridge. And uh, we'll get to that next in Beer of the Week. This is Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the Week time! Woo! Well, that was a face that you made as you struggled to open it, and then it fizzed. Yeah. All right. Sup, baby? I mean, it was in the freezer, so that probably has something to do with it. But uh, the Beer of the Week is a beer that I have told Patrick to try for four straight weeks, and he has yet to try it. So now I'm force-feeding him this beer. I almost I was at John's Market yesterday looking for uh, a stout for the Let's, Let's Experiment, and I go to the one on Powell. Because I have no need to go to Multnomah Village. Mm-hmm. That is so far out of my way. <laughs> I mean, Powell is already really far out of my way, but I wanted to go there. Uh, and I saw this on the shelf, and I almost bought it, but I was like tunnel visioning myself because I was like, no, that's not what you're here for. <laughs> you're here for other stuff. Well, I went to John's Marketplace in Multnomah today 
because I was at Washington Square before I came in here, and I I already knew when I it was my beer of the week. I'm like, he yeah, hasn't tried it yet, and I'm going to force him to try it because this has been, I've been on a bit of a of a of a loving on cold fire brewing mm-hmm. trend here, and this was my favorite of the ones that I've had from them. This is their Italian style pilsner. It's actually the first one that I had when I tried cold fire again, just like a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this beer is good. And to me, someone who has not fallen in love with Italian style pilsners yet, this was my favorite Italian style pilsner I had had out of the ones that we've tried so far since we started this podcast. That's a bold move, Cotton. I know, because there's some really, really big ones like Agostini, which you mentioned. Yep, and then I'm... there's uh, the the Wayfinder one, which I forget the name of, Horror, Horror Pills. Terrifico. Uh, Terrifico. Terrifica. Terrifico. Yeah. It used to be one and now it's the other. I can't remember. Uh, there's also the Bleepo from Berlick. That's mm. a really good one, too. Okay. I love this style. Yes. I have quickly fallen in love with this style. I know you did. I know you do. And you might, maybe because of that, and I haven't liked it, and I like this one, this might not be the perfect one for you mm-hmm. because maybe it's slightly <clears throat> different enough to where it, it kind of sucked me in, but it might push you away a little bit, but we'll see. Um, I've been giving a lot of love to Cold Fire. Most of the beers I've had from them in this most recent dump that they've had up in Portland have been really, really good. Um, I've really enjoyed the flavor profiles. I think they've got good depth and complexity to them, which I always look for in my beers. Even in the simpler beers, I want that kind of journey through the sip. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like in something like this, which is not necessarily meant to have a journey through the sip, I was able to get that when I first had it a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, This style, first and foremost, to me, is all about the hops. It, it, it's all about the hop character, um, at least for me. <clears throat> what I find interesting about this one this okay how how do i best explain this so i feel like a lot of the italian style pilsners i drink have kind of like a base german pilsner taste to them this is giving me this like base czech pilsner flavor to it it's less bready it's a little more crisp it's a bright. little more bright mm-hmm. um to where I, if I'm drinking Pilsners, I tend to lean a little more towards the Czech style because I don't like that kind of bready, doughy kind of character in German style. <clears throat> but I've enjoyed that as a complementary to a lot of the hop regiments in the Italian style Pilsner. This, on the other hand, I'm still getting that really cool hop flavor, but it's just brighter and crispier. And huh, that's where that term came from. <laughs> uh, it's brighter and crispier, and I think the body is a little more... Full? I don't know if full would be the right word. Yeah, I don't know if full is the right word either. Because bready is full. Yeah. This is more, it's like fruitier. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. I I think that's the hops. I like this beer. I think this is a really cool version of Italian style that I don't, which, let's be honest here, is not a real style. Someone's made an Italian Pilsner, now we're all making Italian Pilsners. Right. Uh, But I'm into this. I'm really into this. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Nice job. I, I knew you would like it. Yeah. Um, I just, once you said that you've been digging it and I, I like this where I don't love all the Italian style mm-hmm. pilsners, I was like, Hmm, why is it different? Well, that's why it's got a bit more of a kind of lighter fruitier body too, which is interesting because I like the bready beers usually, usually, uh, but in this style, this is really speaking to me. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> and in, in, this is something that, you know, I, I push on almost all brewers and, and brewmasters and breweries and, and designers and recipe makers and things like that. Is when trends, new ideas pop up and catch on, separate yourself. Do something different. 
You know, not everybody needs to make the same beer. Like, how many hazy IPAs all taste the same? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, that's that's boring. That's not fun. I want to say, if you put this cold fire up against, you know, the Wayfinder or the the Von Ebert or the, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, I want to go, oh, you know what? I'm feeling the cold fire version or I'm feeling the Wayfinder ver- version. I like that idea. I like that concept. It's kind of like, it reminds me of, you know, I've been a bar manager at, at multiple places and I've always kind of said, if if we have a, a cocktail on the menu, I want that cocktail made the exact same way no matter who's working. If it's just a traditional cocktail, a Corpse Reviver, a Manhattan you know, uh, a Sazerac, something like that. Can I say that it's it just says a lot about you that Corpse Reviver was the first one that you came Corpse up Reviver with? Corpse Reviver number two, and it's one of my favorite cocktails of all time. <laughs> I love that thing. It's gin-based. It's great. Um, is, is if it's not on the cocktail menu and it's a traditional cocktail, I love the concept of somebody walking in and being like, um, let's see, ooh, Mike's working. I really like Mike's old fashions. I was feeling a Corpse Reviver... But I prefer Patrick's Corpse Revivers. I'll just get him. I'll get. I'll get an old fashioned from Mike because he's good at that. I love that identity, and I think this speaks to me on that level too. That sure, this is an Italian style pilsner, but it's different than everybody else's, mm-hmm. and I'm into that. That's one thing that I've harped on a lot throughout this the history of this podcast. Uh, I just like when breweries take risks mm-hmm. and they do something a little bit different. I, I think I, I think I first brought this up. When we did the Wolf Tree Pomegranate Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. Where it was like... We were like, what the hell are we doing? Right. And it's like... But I was happy that instead of just making a Hef and trying to you know follow the Widmer, everyone loves Hef's trains. Right. They're like, well, I mean, Hef's a good, interesting style, but everyone does Hef's. Sure. Let's make this a little bit different. And they did. And it was a good beer. Yeah. I remember enjoying it. And whenever I see something like that, it's it, it always just kind of piques my interest and i'm like okay i might not love it right Right. sometimes all those risks are not great for everybody's palate but um i like when breweries are willing to take that risk because they want to differentiate themselves and you know i I think coal fire has been doing that with a lot of their beers lately uh their beers like i said i've had i think six of them in the last month or two they kind of did a big like small batch dump at least a market of choice where i go yeah i've seen a ton of them i've only had two that i didn't love and one of them was the coffee imperial stout. I don't like coffee stouts. Sure. And the other was the Southern Hemisphere hop IPA. Uh, I just it just didn't sit well with me. Yeah. Everything else I've had from them has been fantastic. So it's just one of those like Bravo to Cold Fire. You guys are doing cool, interesting things. You're a brewery that I wrote off years ago, and uh, I'm not writing you. Well, didn't anymore. we have one of those sours with uh, Tony when we did Oregon Brewers Guild episode? Was that Cold Fire? Was that Cold Fire? When we were at uh, Function. Oh, yeah, it was the the Pesh, uh, yeah. the Peach one. You liked that, didn't you? I did. Yeah, see? What what if I, what would you say if I said 2020 most improved breweries, most improved brewery award goes to Cold Fire and Bend Brewing? Okay, I would accept that. I would say those are the two breweries outside of kind of like a lot of the traditional I don't want to say big boys, but the traditional powerhouses in town. Well, those don't. Yeah, I mean, I guess they could improve, but they have smaller increments of improvement. You know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That Cold Fire and Ben Brewing have been doing fantastic stuff. You've been on this Cold Fire train. I've been on Ben Brewing all year, I feel like, basically since COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, I keep drinking Ben Brewing. This stuff's awesome. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, eventually, in the next couple of weeks, we'll do our, our year-end year reviews. Review. 
and the awards that we give out and stuff. And uh, I think we just already had one of our awards. <laughs> our year We're... review. This year sucked. <laughs> but there was a lot of beer drink. There was a lot of beer there drink. There was a lot of beer drink. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, you said you had an idea for next week already that you teased in our video? Or was it this week's episode that you teased in the video? I, I teased this week's okay. episode. Uh, we have not come up with a plan yet for next week. But no. uh, guess what? We'll be here because we're always here. I was going to ask you this off air, but I guess we can do it here real quick. I'm about to get in the truck and drive to Salem. Okay. Because there is a random grocery store down there. Okay. And it's the only place I can find that has it. They have a variety box from Stone Brewing called the 12 IPAs of Christmas. Interesting. 12 different IPAs. Okay. Some that are retired recipes, some that you can only find in Europe. And some new stuff. You can only find stone brewing recipes in Europe? Yeah, so stones worldwide. Yes. And they have beers that they used to make, that you used to be able to get here in the States, that now they only make for international. I mean, that sounds like an episode. Do you want a box? Yes. Okay, because I called the grocery store. I was like, do you have any of this? She goes, let me check. Very nice woman, by the way. <laughs> Uh, what is it? What, what's the place called? Let me. Let me. Normally, when you call a grocery store, you don't expect to get somebody nice. On I know. The phone. I know. She was super nice. You, you expect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Life source natural foods. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know what to tell you, but they got that, a lot. They that got, has it. Yeah, they got a lot of stone there, and yeah. So I called, and this yeah, this really nice woman answered the phone, and she goes, "I asked you know, do you have this? She goes, "Let me check." She goes, "Oh yeah, we've got some. In fact, we have a lot." I was like, "Sweet." Um, another thought, hmm. maybe you should go get some takeout from Chicha and try their food if you're going to Salem. Hmm, Michael, you make sense there, buddy. Because the food's delicious. Well, and I could sit outside and eat it. They do have some outdoor seating. It's going to be butt cold, but they have outdoor seating. How cold is butt? Uh, right now. <laughs> right now. Right now. Yeah, so I'm going to drive, I'm driving to Salem for a box of beer. Cool. A, a widely distributed box of beer. I went to, I asked the guy at John's and he was like, nope. Uh, I know I didn't ask anybody at Belmont because I would just get some snotty answer. And I checked a Whole Foods, Natural Grocers, New Seasons. I did not check Zupans. Considering but, it's right down the street. Yeah, I know. You might want to save yourself a trip and check just in case. Yeah, I guess so. But I kind of like the idea of driving to Salem. But Stone has a thing on their website that you can click to find Stone Brew, Stone oh. Beer. And the only two places was this and another bottle shop in Salem. So I was like, all right, guess you're going to guess Salem. I'm going to Salem. All right. Well, yeah, try some Chicha food. Okay. Have some Chicha beer. Okay. Do it. Okay. That's, that's not a bad idea. I didn't and, think about that. And if they still have the beer on tap, try the one that had Hatch Chili in it because that was really good. Uh, they bottled it. Hatch Chili Pale Ale. Oh, no. Saw yes. it at John's yesterday. Oh, that beer's really good. All right. Maybe we have an episode for next week then. Yeah, maybe. Or we'll figure it out. Also, shout out to uh, Foreland Brewing. They responded to us yes. about that. Thank we you. Didn't, we didn't even like, I don't think we tagged them. No, we didn't. They just listened. No, I tagged them. Oh, you did? Yes, okay. I did. Okay, okay. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, you guys were just listening? <laughs> Hi. Well, you know, we gave Von Ebert a lot of love and, you know, Sean, Sean okay. knows we exist. Yes. That is true. I want to, and so I would like to talk to Sean about. I'd like to bring Sean on at some point in the near future. Well, I'd like to go down there and like. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to do a podcast with them and, and talk to Sean and see how that's going. Mostly because I want to pick his brain about tacos because he loves tacos. Okay. Yeah, follow him on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, he's all about the tacos. Okay. Yeah, I like him. 
All right, so uh, maybe that's next week, but we'll figure it out either way. And uh, that's going to do it for us. Find us wherever you find us on Podcast Land, Apple, Google, Radio.com, Omni Stitcher, Tending to the Fan.com. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, review, and download the episodes. And uh, and then we're on multiple social medias now. Bonus content. Uh, Instagram.com slash beers and us. Twitter.com slash beers and us pod. Facebook.com slash beers and us podcast, most likely. I, I believe so, yes. Uh, so follow us on all those if you care about those other sources. And uh, you can interact with us on all of them. So that's it for us. And we'll see you next week. Catorces. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.